Uh, best-selling author Gretchen Rubin has found that getting control of our stuff makes us feel more in control of our lives. And when we tailor our approach to suit our own particular challenges and habits, we're able to create the order that will make our lives happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. With a sense of fun and a clear idea of what's realistic for most people, Rubin suggests dozens of manageable steps for creating a more serene, orderly environment, one that helps us to create the lives we want. By getting rid of things we don't use, don't need, or don't love, we free our minds and our shelves for what we truly value. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. We are in the final week of our decluttering challenge, and this week it's time for our book report. We are discussing our book of the month, Outer Order, Inner Calm, by our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined and very uncluttered and still so excited friend, Jenny. Lordy, lordy, it's episode 40. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. It had to be done. I can't even believe it. 40. Well done, girl. 40. I'm glad the podcast made it to 40 before I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and I'm a real big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. And I'm going to be playing along too. And as we take on a new habit each month, we're hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent happier, healthier, more productive, and just overall your own best self. Our big goal is to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And as we head in that direction, this month we are focused on decluttering and bringing ourselves some inner calm through outer order, to quote our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin. We are in the final week of our decluttering challenge, and we are playing the Min's Game. For those who might not know what that means, it is a game that was created by the minimalists. And on day one, you get rid of one thing. On day two, two things. On day three, three things, and so on until you reach day 31. At the end of the month, you will effectively have rid yourself of 496 things, and you will definitely feel lighter and hopefully have a sense of inner calm. How's your uh, progression toward those 496 things going, Peg? Well, it got a little dicey in the middle 20s. So when this episode drops... In what way? Well, when this episode drops, um, it'll be day 28. And when it was around day 21, 22, 23, I was kind of stuck and I hadn't sort of found... You know how we talked last episode about how you'd find some pockets of things? Yes. So it was like when I was going after those days, I didn't really have pockets of things. So I would find myself looking at something that I know we probably need and we both like. And I'd go, hey, do you think we need this thing? <laughs> and John would be like, why do you want to get rid of it? Is it because of the game? And I'm like, well, yeah, I need something for the game. Like, so, Peg, it's your laptop. You need that. <laughs> right. So I started to get into that mindset. But then it's sort of like you keep working at it. And magically, as you, we described, you find these pockets of things. So I found a bunch of socks of John's that had holes oh, in them or yes. that weren't matched or that sort of just weren't. He, he said, I won't wear those ever. They're not comfortable. Really good socks, yeah. but they can just be donated. Somebody else can use them. So mm-hmm. that was a good pocket of things. And then I went through my closet again and I found a few more things. So, nice. um, so yeah, then I started getting some momentum again. And now we're almost there. Nice. I had a... One of those things where I came across a ton of magnetic letters, like those kids ones. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And do you know what I've realized too? A lot of my stuff that I'm getting rid of is not my stuff. It's Ethan's. Interesting. And I wonder, I've often thought like, Ooh, I think he's winning at the men's game right now (laughs) inadvertently. Well, and I guess as kids grow, then things change. So they change. So they don't need certain things anymore. So that potentially makes the men's game something you can play every year when you have kids because there's always something new coming in and old to have to go out. Yes. Um, And it's made me very conscious of everything that we're bringing into our house as well. Cool. Oh, that makes a big difference. I thought about that as well. Because there's a couple of things where I was like, oh, I need to get something. And then I'm like, oh, like, I just finished taking a whole bunch of stuff out. Do I really need this? Yes. So it really does make you more conscious of your stuff. Because there's two sides to it, right? With the whole, um, you know, living less cluttered. And there's two ways you can control that. Getting rid of stuff, not bringing it in in the first place. Like you don't have to declutter what you never bring in. Right. And I think that's a really, you know, a lot of people just look at it as, you know, we think about this part of it where you're getting rid of things. But I think a really big part of it, too, is getting really conscious about what you're bringing into your house. It comes back to my word for the year, which is intentional. Yeah. I intentionally want to have only the things that bring me inner peace, inner calm throughout. And it order. comes back to my word, recreation, where for me, recreation is getting rid of stuff. <laughs> is decluttering. <laughs> I'm recreating my calm space by getting rid of Happy Meal toys. Oh my gosh, I love after it. After March break when my child got to go to McDonald's so many times. Well, you know, then it just gives you more more things for the game. So when you're playing the game, when you have those little things that you know are eventually going to go, at least they can just go in the game. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, how have you been doing? I'm sure that you have been doing amazing. It's going well. I do, like I said, I do kind of feel weird about the fact that so much of it is my kids' stuff. Um, but you know, like for this being my third time through, it's shocking. And I mean, you've even you've been to my house. I don't have a lot of like it's not a house where there's visibly a lot of stuff. Like things things are put away, but I'm shocked with still how this isn't a struggle. You know, and it's one of those things where like, yeah, I've had to, I feel like I've had to think a little bit more about things, but I've realized too, I've become much less attached to things in general. Um, but yeah, with a kid, it's just a lot easier because he's got so much stuff coming home. And I mean, he grows out of clothes and you know, I, I had like one day, I don't know if it was like day 12 or something that was just all underwear. Yeah. I saw that picture on Twitter. I felt a little weird posting that one, but I mean, dang, that's day 12. I need 12 things. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's been going well, though, and I'm really glad that I'm doing it. It it gives you such a good excuse to do it. But the funny part comes when you're not doing the men's game and you go to get rid of something and you get irritated that you're not going to get credit. (laughs) You want to save it for next year, for the next men's game. Yeah, because you know that, you know, when it gets down to the dicey day 29, you're going to be looking for stuff. So I find it hard in between the men's game where you're like, ooh, I want to get rid of this. But but I've been keeping a basket in my office. And anytime I have something, I put it in there. And then so each day I go and I'll, I'll kind of just keep a running pile. And every time I just kind of count the things out and then get them out the door. But it, it's been a, a kind of a good way to do it. And I've ended up that basket's been there since last year. And that's just kind of my place that I put things that I'm 
getting out of the house. Oh, so that's so that's so something that Gretchen would do. And it's amazing. So in my house, right. I have the entire dining room table in one <laughs> chair in the living room covered with all the stuff that's that I'm counting oh, for the oh men's my game. Gosh. So I've created a giant mess. But I know ultimately, it will all be gone as as I sort of continue with the last part I of the game. Felt my face get sweaty when you said that. <laughs> This is an example of why you are my much more disciplined friend and I'm following you and doing the best I can to be better. So thank you for your inspiration. I think disciplined is a kinder word for it than you probably need to to give. I think it's I think it fits. You're you're disciplined yourself to, you know, get rid of the stuff you don't need. I like it. Yeah, yeah. We'll just go with that. Well, speaking of you being uh, like our friend Gretchen, uh, why don't you introduce our next segment, Jenny? Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's a good time as any to get into our book report as I meander talking about decluttering here. And earlier we mentioned, of course, our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin and her book Outer Order, Inner Calm. And that is our book for the month. And have you got yours right with you, Peg? I do. It's right right beside me. Right beside me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so the book, this book fit in perfectly with this theme's focus on decluttering. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's how we picked the theme for this month, because we knew that Gretchen's book was coming out on the, this topic this month. So it seemed like a great fit. We so, have marked Je- on our calendars. That's right. <laughs> so Jenny and I both read and enjoyed the book, and we're going to use our book report today to let you know what we thought of it. So to start, I want to give you the synopsis. So if you don't know anything about this book or about our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin, here's what the back of, uh, of the book says. Early environment, one that helps us to create the lives we want. By getting rid of things we don't use, don't need, or don't love, we free our minds and our shelves for what we truly value. Oh, Gretchen. Mm, so She's good. Great. So in her study of happiness, Gretchen says that she has realized that for most people, Outer Order really does contribute to Intercom. And that's the title of this book, Outer Order Intercom. So Jenny, I'm going to go ahead and make a not so huge leap and assume that you agree (laughs) with that statement. Um, What were your three favorite bits or takeaways from this book? Well, for starters, yes, I absolutely agree. And I find that tidying up, decluttering, making your space more calm definitely has an impact on how I feel on the inside. And um, I mean, there's the tendency to think that it's like a neurotic thing, a controlling thing, but I almost see it as a meditative thing. Cool. I find that by physically sorting the items around me and getting them in what I feel is some order, it almost feels like I'm doing that with my brain. Cool. So after I do that, I feel like I can focus better. Um, I, I'm, I just feel clear. I know last night I felt a little, I was a little off and my car is gross after this winter. And I went out and I vacuumed my car and I kind of like wiped, you know, like the trim and did all those kind of things. And it just, and I felt calmer and I came back in the house and Jeff just said, Hey, you seem like you're feeling better. You know, after this thing, I was a little, um, worked up over and I, and I really did. And it's, it's funny and it's, it's just one of those things I think it can really help bring you some inner calm. And I mean, really what a great coping tool. It's win-win, right? Your space is tidier and your brain is too. Yeah, it feels good. It's, I think it's a productive thing to do. So anyway, the thing, my, so three favorite bits or kind of takeaways from this book. 
What I really liked kind of overall, I will say more about the format of the book. Okay. So rather than a specific point, I like the format that it's what I would call bite-sized. Yeah. So you, or fun-sized even. <laughs> it's, um, I like that you can sit down and just kind of read a page. This is the kind of book where I like to sit and just kind of flip and then grab a page. So rather than read through in order, um, you know, from start to finish, I have not read that, that this book that way at all. I have just flipped and read a page here, a page there. And I love kind of looking back through and finding a page I hadn't noticed before. So I'm reading this book entirely out of order. And I love finding a new little part I hadn't noticed before. Um, yeah, I think it could almost be like one of those daily meditation books, you know, yeah. where you have a page a day. Yeah. So I really like that. The other thing I really liked that I thought was a good takeaway was on page 137. And it was walking from room to room, take one thing with you. So this is really funny because this is something that I definitely do. And I think I heard Peter Walsh, uh, who's a professional organizer and he had that show clean sweep. This was something I think I heard him say, and it's something I do all the time. So if I'm going to the basement to get laundry, I'll do a little look around and see if there's anything I need to take to the basement. If I'm going upstairs, same thing, or just even room to room. Uh, if I'm leaving my bedroom in the morning and I see on my bedside table, there's a hair elastic, a phone charger, I will take them with me and put them where they need to be. So putting the hair elastic away in the bathroom, I'll you know come to the office and put away the phone charger and just make sure that that room's kind of cleared out. So as I leave a room, I make sure it's taken care of and I take things with me where I'm going. So I thought that this was a great tip and this is one that I definitely use as well. Um, the other thing was she, there is a section, like as much as it's kind of one page here and there, there's one that goes on for four pages and it's on page 20 and it says, consider this checklist for a clothes closet. So it's some really good questions when you're going through your clothes that you can ask yourself. So does it fit? Do you actually wear it? Can it only be worn in a limited way, like a shirt that's stained so it can only be worn under a sweater or shoes that almost never wear? Like all of these kind of like great ways that you can evaluate things, which I thought was wonderful because clothes can be really, really tough. So I overall, of course, I love this book. Um, and I, I think that there's everybody will get something different out of it, but there's some really great really tangible tips and the walking from room to room one I thought was great. And it's one of those things that you don't even realize you do. And I'm going to be honest, there's a couple things I disagreed with in it. Oh, really? Well, then that's probably good. Like, I feel yeah. like if everybody agrees with everybody, nothing's interesting anymore. It's true. She talked a lot about like keeping things in each room that you might need. I ain't down with that. Oh, you definitely aren't. Oh, yeah, because she said that it was like to keep a pad of paper and a pair of scissors and a pen in every room, right? Oh, my god, That's cluttery to like, you. No. Like, the pens, whatever. I'm going to sound like a, a not sane person if I say what I'm about to say. But, like, the pens belong in the drawer in the office. That's the only <laughs> place the pens belong. Why would you keep that somewhere else? I love it. I love it. I love it. You don't need a pen in the kitchen. What are you writing in the kitchen? You're oh, next yeah. level, Jenny, for real. Sort yourself out. Anyway. Sort yourself out. I'm fine. This is fine. Uh, 
It's normal. What did you think of the book? Let's change the subject. I love the book. And um, of course, in the last month or so, at leading up to the release of the book on Gretchen's podcast, which is called Happier with Gretchen Rubin, she's been talking about decluttering. So there's sort of been some overlap of some stuff she said on the podcast, as well as stuff yes. that she said in the book, that she says it in a slightly different way on the podcast. And it struck me. And one of the things that really struck me when I read the book and when I heard her mention it on the podcast was something that she describes as the endowment effect. And this is the phenomenon that you value something more once you own it. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you go to a conference and you take the free swag or you buy something because it's a super great deal, or if someone is giving something away, you grab it up thinking, oh, wow, like, yeah, that's great. And then once it's in your home, the endowment effect takes over and you are now attached to a random mug or a tote that you got for free that you would never have picked out or paid money for. And all of this makes it way harder to get rid of because now it's valued more because it's in your home. So Gretchen says to beware the endowment effect. So when you order free or when you're offered free stuff, or if you see a smoking hot deal and that's the reason you're buying something, you need to ask yourself, would I pay full price for this? Do I really oh, like so it? And, and and do I really want this and need it? Or am I just taking it because it's free or it's a good deal? Yes. If you don't need it, don't take it. That's the rule. So she also says, when you're clearing clutter, ask yourself, if I didn't already own this possession, would I buy it? Mm. If not, why keep it? I love that. So this came up for John and I recently because we were way at a snowboarding um trip I told I was talking about it last week and they had a pub crawl and at the end of the pub crawl when you got through all of the different places to go um they gave you a toque and the toque was great it's like a great toque but of course like we're at the pub at the end and then you know you have a conversation with the bartender and like this happens and all of a sudden I've got five toques (laughs) which is hilarious at the time but then we get home and I'm like, well, what am I going to do with these toques? So now they, they, they have to go in the men's game. But I'm. But how I'm, did you how did you get five? Oh, that's a story that we'll leave for another day. But I ended up with five toques. So Hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this cough is just. So um, so I'm I'm well aware that I was I was falling uh, prey to the endowment effect or the potential for the endowment effect. So I'm getting rid of them. They've gone into the men's game because I was really looking for something. And those toques, I read this book, read this piece of it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get attached to those random toques. They're going in the game. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing that I liked about the book it is um, the one minute rule. Mm-hmm. So if there is clutter in your space or world that you are ignoring or resisting, or if it's something that's just easy to do and you can do it in less than one minute, Gretchen says to do it without delay. So this is like hanging up a coat or opening a letter or like, you know, changing a document or like reading an email or something that you can do in one minute, then you need to just get after it. After one minute, you'll have it done and then you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, she says it's uh, because the tasks are so quick, it isn't too hard to follow this rule. And it's amazing how much you can get done in one minute increments over the course of a few weeks. So one minute rule. I really like that one, especially because I tend to be a procrastinator in general. And then that leads me to the next thing that she talks about, which is kind of the opposite of the one minute rule. And that is the concept of procrasta clearing. Yeah. So this is when you only start to declutter and clean up when you have a deadline or you're avoiding some other task. So I'm very guilty uh, of yeah. this. So Definitely. what she says is, 
Um, it's true that creating outer order can clear our minds, release energy, and help us to prepare to tackle big tasks. But we need to be sure that clutter clearing doesn't become an excuse to postpone work on something that's actually more important. So one way to identify procrastinate clearing is to ask yourself, if I'd finished this dreaded task, would I still feel the need to create that outer order? If not, I'm just procrastinate clearing. There's a real difference yeah. between helpful preparation and unhelpful procrastination. So both yeah. of these things really spoke to me. So I'm going to start to notice whether I'm procrastinate clearing and I'm also going to get after it if I can do something in one minute or less. I definitely do the procrastinate clearing. Absolutely. I will do that and be like, oh, I just need to get myself in a good he headspace. So I'll just do that. And then I'll feel like doing the other thing I need to do when it's like, right. really, just, just do what you need just to do. Just do the thing. Yeah. And I like what she says about that one minute rule. And you know what it makes me think of is I've heard her say it before too. Like if, if the time it takes you to write it on a to-do list, you could have already done it. Just do it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. And I've definitely had that where I go to like put it on the list and I'm like, or I could just do it. Like if it's like changing a light bulb, doing a thing like that, just cool. get it done. Just do it. Um, the other thing I want to mention about the book is, um, uh, it's sort of like an idea of how Gretchen compares to Marie Kondo mm -hmm. and the Marie method. So we've talked a little bit about Marie Kondo and we mentioned her show tidying up that's on Netflix. And she's sort of like an international phenomenon and a lot of people are very familiar with her. So uh, she has a very specific way of doing her clutter clearing and managing clutter. And she has you follow a specific set of instructions in a certain order. So mm -hmm. she's that declutterer who's famous for asking, does this item spark joy? So she's kind of magical in her approach in that way. And many people love, love, love it. I love it too. But I also don't feel like I'm the kind of girl that's going to take everything out of like the closet and all the things and throw them on my bed. Like they'd stay there for weeks. So I like the- No, we're- you know that that's happening. Well, you know that that's happening. I've, and we will do time-lapse video of okay, it. Okay, cool. At any rate, uh, what Gretchen is, and this is what I appreciate about her, in her approach is more practical. So she's of the mind that not everyone sees or manages clutter in their worlds in the same way. And the book is great because it offers a little bit of something for everyone in terms of strategies or ideas to tackle clutter on your own terms in a way that fits your personality and your habits. So you might say that... Um, I'm a bit biased because she is my online pretend best friend, but I really love this book and Gretchen's approach. And I really do feel a sense of inner calm when my environment is more orderly. So I'm grateful for this book. And, uh, I felt, I feel like it really sort of fit in nicely with what we were doing this month. Honda P as the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say. So with that, all of that said, all of our best to Gretchen. Wonderful book. Well done. Great job. Gold star, gold star, Gretchen. Gold star, Gretchen. gold star. So now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we've found. And we feel like you probably, I don't know, maybe you'll enjoy hearing about it too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving that we find useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So before I get into mine for this week, I just want to give a quick update. Last week, Jenny was digging the show Afterlife on Netflix. Oh, and so John and I gave it a watch. And yes. oh my gosh, so good. We were we were howling, laughing out loud. And I was also at times ugly crying because it's so yes. emotional. And it was thought provoking and perspective shifting. And I just want to say to our listeners that if you haven't watched it yet, get after it. It's beautiful. 
So I'm so glad you said that because as I was watching it, I just felt like it was so special and I worried that I was overselling it when I was talking about it and saying like, it really has it all. Yeah, it's a good show. And that's the thing I know it's good is that I totally appreciated it. And then John totally appreciated it too. And his tastes aren't always the same as mine. But it's just Mm. like, it really feels like this human connection kind of show that everybody can take something from. And it's only six episodes. So it's not a huge commitment. Yeah, it's only six episodes. So it's not a huge commitment. And it's really lovely. So so yes, it's so good. Um, Oh, So, and moving on from that, this week I'm digging the fact that the days are longer, the weather seems to have shifted, it's Mm. been sunnier, I can hear birds singing, I can go outside without big clunky boots and a winter coat, so I'm digging the fact that spring is finally here. Have you opened your windows at all? Well, yesterday we were out in the party barn. We have a shed in the backyard that we call the party barn. As one does. Yeah, as one does around here. And we had the big door open and music playing and it was great. So yes, I haven't had the windows open in the the house yet, but we have in the shed. I like the video that you sent me, the kind of like panning around the backyard. Yeah, it's starting starting to like feel like spring. Yeah, that was great. I've done that. I, uh, in the mornings, like on the mornings where I blow dry my hair, I've been opening the bathroom window and I get the cool air in because, uh, you know, you get sweaty when you're doing that. Yeah. And it's just so nice. I love that feeling of the fresh air. I remember being a kid and the feet, like the house feels different. Yeah. Something starts to shift. And well, and I've noticed it in people's it, at work. Everybody's happier. The sun is shining. People are in a better mood. Everybody's like skipping along. Something's changing. Yeah. It's good. Spring is special. And have, I find for me having a spring birthday, I love having a spring birthday because I love all of those feelings of kind of like renewal and getting outside and just there's a lightness to it Yes, that definitely. I love. Definitely. Yeah. Super cool. What are you digging? Uh, well, I think I have dug this previously, but it's I'm digging the latest season of Queer Eye on Netflix. Yeah. So we've we've talked about yeah, we have. Queer Eye before. Um, I okay. So in my mind, Queer Eye is a well-known show, right? Well, in my in, mind, in, in your mind, world. yeah, yeah, in your yeah. mind. Because when a new season comes out, I watch it immediately. I'm super excited, love it. I brought it up in a staff meeting, and my friend Sarah, I know Sarah, you're going to be listening to this. I was so excited, and I was like, "Oh!" And everybody needs to know there's a new season of Queer Eye, and it's amazing. I am telling you, Peg, it was crickets in that boardroom. No one knew what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, right. Not everybody lives inside my brain. Like, I assume they do. No one knew what I was talking about. And I assured them it's amazing. However. must watch TV, people. Apparently, it wasn't, you know, hot topic at my staff meeting that we were in. But whatever. You're digging it. I'm, I'm digging it. And then some. This show is so fantastic. Not only is it an amazing cast of these incredible five men who take a person who needs assistance in some sort of way in terms of getting them out of a rut, and they take all of these incredible gifts that they have individually, and they give these people a week of their lives and help them become a better version of themselves. It is, and like their tagline is like more than a makeover. Yeah, it's more than a makeover. It's a makeover their whole life. And it changes the way they look at themselves. And it's phenomenal. I cannot say enough good things about the show. I think that um, 
you watch it and it is so touching to see what they do for people. I can't recommend enough. It's incredible. But you you know what I'm talking about. Well, I totally know what you're talking about. And I think that part of the reason this show resonates so much for me and maybe for us as we do this podcast is we're trying to transform ourselves into a better version yes. of ourselves by taking on new habits every month. And this show does it sort of in an amped up way. And it's pretty yes. neat to watch the transformation in people and see what really is possible when people are ready to change and when they're ready to be better and be a better version of themselves. I love that. Yeah, it's so cool. inspiring. It's amazing. All right. So bottom line, listeners, watch it. Queer Eye. And if you don't, I'll come to your house. I'll turn on the Netflix. I'll sign in with my thing if I need to. Whatever I have to do to get you watching Queer Eye. And then she'll start decluttering all of uh, your clutter. So um, she'll be cleaning out your closet. It'll be great. Yeah. All right. Pretty much. Now it's time for You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there was cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they, they might even just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I'm up for the win this week and I'm calling this a win, but it's kind of like a win and a learn. So it's the end of March and tax season is looming. And for whatever reason, I resist this process every year (laughs) of getting all my papers and receipts and books in order. And um, so that's the learn part because I've been resisting. But the win is I finally did it and got all of the information necessary for taxes to my accountant. So this is something that is so important, but the psychic load of this task for me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, is huge. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely a win that it's done for another year. So if you were listening to this and you're procrastinating on your taxes, I'm sure some of you are. I'm talking to you. Get after it. You'll feel so much better when you get it done. And this is going to segue nicely into um, what we're going to talk about in a minute, which is next week in April, because that's the time of year when people should be thinking about taxes and finances we're going to start talking about some financial improvements to our habits. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, what's your learn this week? Oh, gosh. So this this week, my son turned six. Happy birthday, Ethan. Happy. And ironically, my son, Ethan, and your husband, John, have the same birthday. I know. It's crazy. And they have very similar personalities. It's kind so of cool. It's kind of hilarious. Uh Last weekend, we had a birthday party for Ethan with his friends. We also had one with family. Uh, but the one in particular with his friends, uh, I we had had a home party last year. It was great. We had games. I'm talking traditional. Pin the, I don't remember what it was last year. What pin the, the little Pin the something on the something? Pin the something on the something, whatever it was. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank about what it was. I've clearly blocked it out. <laughs> it was it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and oh, it was okay. the mask. That's what it was. But we did a pinata. We did all the things, like the games and stuff, and the kids loved it. So when this year's birthday party came, I just kind of planned games again. And Ethan was super amped. He wanted to do games. Like he was, and it was like the whole thing was the birthday boy goes first. Like that was the first rule for everything. Okay. Basically, that's what he wanted. Okay. Peg, this party was chaos. <laughs> it was I was a house filled with six-year-old boys. Of course it was yeah. chaos. There were six of them. And I didn't anticipate the like, okay, guys, we're now it's time we're gonna do this. And I'm anticipating them being like, yay! And it was the opposite. It was nope. <laughs> I'm like, 
oh, okay, well, I'm out of, uh, that's all I got. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, once they start saying no, I'm like, uh. So I was kind of freaking out a little bit because Ethan's giving me that look too. Like, wow, this isn't what I thought. Because, like, they didn't want to do it. They were just, like, running and screaming for the first hour of the party. Just running through the house, screaming. So how how did it all play out? How did it all, like, come together? Oh, well, uh, so we tried, like... So we, okay, guys, let's play a game. And so the first, like, I would say half an hour, I was, you know, we were attempting, you know, me and Ethan, because you could tell he really wanted to do the games that he had kind of wanted to play with his friends. And then we kind of just looked at each other and I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and we just like, okay, well, this is what it is. But it was a, it was a cool learn because it was like, okay, cool. They're older now. They can kind of entertain themselves. I don't have to plan so much. So that was... That was nice, but that first half hour of it felt like what I would imagine the equivalent is of like trying to stand in rapids and stop them. <laughs> uh, the cool part about the way you described it, though, is it seems like it was a learn for Ethan too, which is kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's it's kind of letting go of you know maybe you had a vision for what this was going to be, but maybe this will be fine too. Sure, awesome. Yeah, I learned that I'm not going to plan stuff because boys are going to just run around and scream. So just count on an hour of running and screaming. Okay. Good tip. Good tip. Let them run and scream. So uh, speaking of running and screaming, (laughs) we're wrapping up our decluttering challenge. That was an excellent segue. Well done. Yeah, thanks. That was a rough one. Um, So (laughs) it's time, though, to start. And you mentioned this, but we got to start thinking about next month because that's next week. That's right. Believe it. It's going to be April. So, you know, now that we're going to be getting through our decluttering month and we've got our spaces in order, it's time to get your wallet in order. And by that, we mean we're going to take a closer look at our finances and around our, we'll call it, daily personal finance habits. So stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to this one for sure. I need it. Me too. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you took part in the men's game with us this month. We would love to see what you got rid of. Take photos and use the hashtag That Improvement Project and hashtag men's game and share some of your decluttering wins. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and even show them how to listen to a podcast because some people might not know. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And hey, it'd be cool if people left a review too. We always enjoy that. And we also have a Facebook group. So search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. You know what? I feel like I need to just like say out loud to complete the loop on. What? I committed by the end of this month to letting go of that little toy kitchen and it gone. It's gone. She gone. She gone. That's she great. Down. I feel like that is, you need good congratulations for that. Like you need a gold star, pat on the back. Well done, Jenny. <sighs> I need to stop and appreciate it. And I really feel like I thanked it for its service. 
a, like a lovely family has it now. Win-win. Great. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm that glad. worked out well. And it all happened through the podcast. How cool is that? That is so cool. Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs>